Between the time of World War I and World War II, most armies moved away from the use of horses and mules to motor-powered vehicles to move troops and equipment. But exactly what type of vehicles should do the bulk of that work was very much in question. Today we trace something commonplace to the man who advocated the Army build it. The story is this edition of The American Countryside. I'm Tyne Morgan, host of U.S. Farm Report, the only weekend television show that features some of agriculture's biggest names. From custom commentary from John Phipps to the stories of antique iron with machinery Pete, to a list of more than 30 marketing analysts, our weekly program focuses on the topics that matter most to you. We invite you to join us each weekend for U.S. Farm Report, timely, trusted tradition. Hi, I'm Ag Day host Clinton Griffiths, and I invite you to join me each morning as we cover the nation's food system, from fields of green to orchards of orange and livestock everywhere in between. America runs on agriculture, and here at Ag Day, agriculture is what we do best. Listen as our analysts track the markets, learn about innovations in technology and sustainability, and live the country lifestyle through the eyes of rural America. Join me, Clinton Griffiths, for Ag Day, the country experience. Something commonplace in the military today is recognized to have begun with this man. Mark Osat was born and raised in Big Woods, Minnesota. He graduated from the Warren High School in 1904. Sherilyn Myers says Oseth became a lawyer, but when the U.S. entered World War I, he joined the Army and served as a captain. After the war, he continued to serve, then with the officer of the Inspector General. He returned to Washington, D.C., where he began working with the General and Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, by the late 1930s, cavalry was obsolete, and there was a debate about what should replace it. He worked for General Marshall, and just before World War II was starting, he was trying to convince General Marshall that the Army needed four-wheel drive jeeps. What seems commonplace today was not such an easy decision in 1940. People thought, nah, you don't need that stuff. It's nothing that the Army's going to need. But Oseth's time in World War I and extensive travels in the 1920s and 30s showed him the need for a compact, rugged, and nimble vehicle to assist troops on the ground. While others were in support, it was Oseth that earned the title Father of the Army Jeep. He's the one that convinced them to start using them. And then starting in World War II is when the Jeeps really took off. They used them for troop transport, everything. Oseth retired from the military and settled in North Dakota, where he worked as a lawyer. However, it is his time in the U.S. military and is advocating for the Jeep that many still point to as an important step in building the capabilities of the Army in World War II. Traveling the countryside. Near Oslo, Minnesota. I'm Andrew McRae.